On today's show, we've got one team from each conference that will make the playoffs that didn't last year, and one of them is going to shock you. We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked On NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Be in every day or subscribe, follow for free. Just search Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section. Name one East team that makes the playoffs this year and one West team that makes the playoffs this year that didn't last year. That's what we're talking about today. And joining me, host of Lockdown Blazers, your past first point guard. What you got for me, Mike Richmond? Apparently, I'm coming in with hot takes. Number three <laughs> will shock you. Uh, so yeah, I'm ready. Let's you like do my? Uh, you like my first take? My first take You're, cold open. You are someone who's been on the internet before. That's very. I, well do, I don't have Pat. He had a family emergency. Hopefully, everything's going well with his family. But uh, he's usually like the Stephen A. Smith foil to, to my side of things, and so I had to I had to bring in a little bit extra today. All right. <laughs> with the takes. Uh, so, yeah, we'll talk about that, and then we'll play Count It Up, where we talk about the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, including Evan Turner spilling that there's a script for the NBA. Anthony Edwards had a quote that was wild but wasn't true, or maybe it was. France got eliminated. We'll talk about all that kind of stuff coming up, but let's start here. Each year in the NBA, there's two teams, for the most part, that – fall out of the playoffs, and two new teams will replace them. Last year, we had the Lakers and the Kings that were not in the playoffs the year before get into the playoffs in the West. And so, and we see it in the East too. What was it? The Knicks and uh, the Cavs were the two teams that, that jumped in. There's going to be surprise teams. There's always going to be surprise teams like that every year. And so we're going to pick two teams that are going to make it into the playoffs. And I'm going to start here because... As the host of Locked On Mavericks, I don't know. We, we're not calling these surprise teams. Sometimes they are. Lakers wasn't really a surprise team last year. So I'm, I'm starting with the Dallas Mavericks. I've got to. Just for, for, for my honor, for my honor, for my fan base, for everything. I've got to start with the Dallas Mavericks. I, there's, there's no other words to say, Mike Richmond, how embarrassing it was for that franchise to not make the playoffs with a top five player last year. Yeah, and, and and then they had to make that weird decision at the end of the year where it's like, yeah, it's out of our hands. We need to lose on purpose because like we're we need like we're gonna need too much luck for this to be valuable. And when you lose on purpose, and I know this because I cover the Portland Trailblazers, people make fun <laughs> of you. People make fun of you and they get mad and they insult the franchise and they question the point of basketball. And it wasn't a good look. Like it, I don't think it's a no. that big of a deal to Got fine. It was not a good yeah, it's not a good look. Um, and it's not a good look to do that with Luka, Luka Doncic on the roster. It's it's um, you got to fake an injury. Hello, follow the Portland Trailblazers. They'll show you the they'll show you the path. <laughs> well, there's no. We've got we've got a little bit of a conspiracy that so Luka and Kyrie both had injuries like back and forth. Like one of them would miss a game, another one would miss a game. And there's some Mavs fans that are like, those weren't real injuries. What are you talking about? Ooh. Those weren't real. They needed the draft pick. And I'm like, if they needed Derek Lively that badly, <laughs> I don't know. They, they could have some other issues. Yeah, I, I, Derek Levy might be pretty good. So uh, maybe maybe it was all worth it. Um, but yeah, I think um, 
when we were do when we were setting up for this show, I said, <laughs> "Are you going to pick the Mavericks?" Because like they should have been, you know, they were in yeah. the Western Conference Finals. They should have been at least a low level playoff team. Um, you know, their defense fell off a little bit, but when you have this sort of talent um, that they had at the top of the roster, you should be one of the eight teams that makes it. Half the freaking conference makes the playoffs. Uh, I, I don't think they'll have that problem, but the West is going to be really good again. Like the West is going to be crowded. So like where they finish in the playoffs is a big question, but I, I I'm with you. I think this is a pretty reasonable one that they could hop up there, you know, ahead of, ahead of Minnesota and ahead of, and, and, you know, the sort of the, easily the bottom half of the West, even the Lakers only finished four games over 500. Like that's, that's the, the record the Mavericks had before the Kyrie trade. Like they were they were in there. They were fourth in the West at one point last year when we were saying, oh, okay, well they just they need to make a move just to get better a little bit. Luca, Dinwiddie, you know, they've got the two wings from the conference front. Like they've got most of the guys. They're trying to figure out this Christian Wood thing. And then it just all fell apart in just every way that it could. And honestly, I think Jason Kidd gave up on the team. And so then they just decided that the whole thing just they decided to give up as a whole, right? It was probably not very hard to get Jason Kidd to a to like blow those last two games and to tank those last two games when Rick Carlisle, whoever in the past, it probably would have been a little bit more difficult to convince him to do that. So that's my team in the West. You've got one in the East though, that I want to hear about. Who's your team in the East that sneaks in this year? Okay. Well, this is where the hot takes really come in. We are headed to buzz city. That is crown town. The queen city, the Charlotte Hornets are making the playoffs in the East. No way. Yeah, the the Charlotte Hornets, the same Charlotte Hornets who won 27 games a year ago, yes. are making the playoffs in the East. Look, the bottom of the East is bad. Milwaukee's good, Boston's good, Philly, I, they have good players currently. Cleveland is pretty good. The Knicks are good. The Nets aren't very good. The Heat, I mean, they're going to add Damian Lord. That's going to help. Um, you're, so, you're still okay. You're the host of Lockdown Blazers. You're still really convinced of that. Uh, I feel yes. I don't know if I feel as strongly as I once did, but yes, <laughs> I do think he's going to, I do think he's going to end up playing for the heat before the season is done okay. and uh, listen to my show. Cause I, I can't literally illegally. I can't talk about it anymore. Um, <laughs> I told him, I told him he could come on locked on NBA, but he didn't have to talk about Damian Lillard. Yeah, I, just kinda, I, I just kind of made just, him do it. It's been a long time. It was the the trade request was on July first, and we were doing content about a Dame trade in May. Okay, <laughs> the Blazers haven't played they have the Blazers haven't played a basketball game since April. All right, we're, I'm doing my best here. It's a lot of Dame trade stuff. <laughs> uh, the Hawks are not good. The Raptors they have talent, but they they're not good. They had some depth issues, and they weren't very good. Uh, the Bulls are maybe a mess and maybe sellers. Pacers are too young. Wizards are bad. Like th- there is space for someone to jump up. There is a space for the king's level rise from someone and and lamello just didn't play very much last year mm. he's really good when he plays lamella ball terry rozier miles bridges pj washington mark williams uh cody martin brandon miller gordon hayward and then could you play that one drop for me they have a backup point guard from france that i am forgetting no. his name people forget about frank <laughs> i did not forget about frank nilakina I didn't forget about him. He's a pretty good backup point guard uh, in theory. They just they have enough adults with Hayward when he plays. He's good. PJ Washington, uh, Terry Rozier. That like they're not going to be one of those teams that just stinks because they're playing a bunch of twenty four year olds. They probably have too many adults. And the reason that they might miss the playoffs is because they bail on having thirty year olds. Right? They're like, no, we don't want to do this. We want to win twenty seven games with kids, and they'll and and they'll bail. But like, Lamelo is really good. 
Mark Williams had a really nice rookie really season. Good. I am a PJ Washington believer. Miles Bridges, um, not a very good dude, but probably a pretty good basketball player. And 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 enough depth off the bench, and maybe Brandon Miller pops. This team can win 39 games. And if you win 39 games in the East, you might be the eighth best team in the conference. <laughs> the fact that your explanation included Frank Nilakina, even though you just wanted to play me the drop, made me believe you less. But yeah, like you get PJ Washington back on, on he just re-signed on his contract and then bringing back Miles Bridges before he was, you know, out out of the league for valid reasons. He was almost an all he was like a fringe all-star. And so to, yeah, just really to br- just to bring back that talent. And then to have Mark Williams, they've really struggled at center for I mean, who's the last good center that they had Mason Plumley for felt like forever? Plumdog, yeah, but he's and not even that good. It was like yeah. Al Jefferson before that. Like and so to have just a solid center, it's kind of the bet that the Mavericks are making right now with like a Derek Lively or, you know, and whatever he can become is that if we just have a solid center in the middle that can defend, I can do all that, then we can win. And yeah, they only got 30 something games from, from LaMelo last year. Even if Matt Moore thinks he's the 84th best player in the NBA, I think that he can be better than that. And if you can be better than that, then you should make the, you should make the playoffs. So, and they have yeah. Steve, and Steve Clifford, I think is an underrated part of all this. He, he never like throws it in. He like their yeah. teams are usually better defensively. They were the 20th best defense last year and their personnel. You probably shouldn't have been the 20th best defense, but their offense has got to catch up and you get talent back and that'll help. Yeah, I I think when I first pitched this, it seemed hotter than now as I walk through it. Do I think they're like better than eighth? No. Oh <laughs> no no no! no, no it's no. still very hot. They won twenty seven games last year. It's still but very they won hot. 20, it is, and okay, it is. It's pretty spicy. I, I'll admit that it's it's pretty spicy. And I'm saying like this twenty two year old point guard is going to come back and be the be the thing that like changes that changes their trajectory. And I'm talking about Gordon Hayward, who's like. <laughs> is not always a participant. <laughs> uh, so like, I get it. Uh, but, but I think, I think there is a path based on the way the East works that they could be eighth. And I, I, um, I stand by it. Shout out to my, the good people of buzz city. <laughs> there you go. Let us know in the comment section, which team you think will, will get in the playoffs. We got two more that we think will jump into the playoffs and we'll tell you who they are coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has you covered for the NFL. If you're ready, we just were talking about Charlotte. Makes me think of the Panthers. I don't think they're going to win any games. But if you think they're going to win the Super Bowl, you can bet on them. And you can get credit for all their regular season wins. All like three of them or however many they get. Also, new customers can bet $5 at FanDuel and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Think about how far that $5 goes. Like $5 doesn't get you very far. It gets you what? Like two tanks of gas, maybe like, you know, one and a half tanks of gas. It could get you $200 in bonus bets and a hundred dollars off NFL Sunday ticket. If you bet it at FanDuel, check it out. FanDuel.com slash locked on. They've got NBA stuff already. Their futures, their odds, their games. They have like Christmas games already. If you want to just put something like way in the future and surprise your future self, you can do that. They've got FIBA games as well. Check it out again. It's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Locked On NBA. Being part of this show, we host a daily NBA show here tomorrow. Check out Tony East and Adam Morris. I think Wes Goldberg is out. Wes, Wes Goldberg texted me and said, I'm having a root canal. I need somebody to, to jump in for me. So Tony East and Adam Morris tomorrow talking more NBA, doing previews on divisions, probably talking FIBA, you know, Adam Morris all the time. So check that out, that episode out tomorrow. I'm here with Mike Richmond. All right, Mike. We've got other teams. We each named one team we think will sneak in or surprise t- people and jump into the playoffs. We've each got one more. And my other one, um, I named the Mavs as my first one. 
<laughs> my second one, I'm going east. And you 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 dog this team in the first segment. And I'm gonna go Uh-oh. all in on I'm gonna go Uh-oh. all in on. The Indiana Pacers. I'm in. I'm in on them. Tony East, I'm I'm with you. I'm in on the Pacers. You said that they're too young to make the playoffs. I, I think I'm I'm for them. Because Tyrese Halliburton, I think, is going to take that step forward. He should be on the Mavericks. Really he should he's be on really the Mavericks, good. and Brunson should be on the Spur- the Pacers, but he's not. Tyrese Halliburton's going to take another step. You've got Benedict Matherin, I think, that can take another step as well. Miles Turner stays healthy. It's it's a good team. Their big weakness last year was at four. They bring in Jairus Walker. They add Obi Toppin. I think if anybody's going to figure out somebody like Obi Toppin, it's going to be Rick Carlisle with all his pick and rolls and stuff at the rim and Tyrese Halliburton. Like, we're, we're looking at... Rashawn Rashawn Holmes right now for the Mavericks like they they got him in kind of a salary dump and got the pick and when was the last time Rashawn Holmes was good when he played with Tyrese Halliburton and so now Obi Toppin's gonna play with Tyrese Halliburton and I think he's gonna make him good too they just replaced enough of their depth with better pieces and the you know Bruce Brown being the the pinnacle of all that bringing in Bruce basically you're taking all of Aaron Neesmith's minutes and making it Bruce Brown that's such a step up to me that I think this team takes another step forward and I think they make the playoffs. I can I can see it. Um, they're really young. Um, Ty, like Jarris Walker is the answer at power forward. He's nineteen. Um, so like, yeah. The, the thing I, is I think, though, they don't need him to do a lot. Like he's just got like true. defend, stand in front of guys, be strong, rebound a little bit, and then like dunk sometimes when Tyrese Halliburton hands you the ball. Like you're, you're not yeah, asking I mean, him to do a ton. Asking a teenager to play defense in the league is a lot. Um, it's true. But it's, true. It's, it's but I do think I do think the Bruce Brown upgrade is real. I worry a little bit about their depth up front. Like, wh- what do they do? You know, maybe you're a big Daniel Tice guy, but um, like, <laughs> it's killing it for Germany right now in FIBA. He is. He's really good. They're gonna probably win a medal in in, in FIBA. So, like, <laughs> you know, um, I'm a little worried about their depth in general. But but I could see it. I could see it because they hung around for the first 50 games of the season. They were yeah. like, oh, this team's kind of good. I think they were in the top half of the East at like the 35 game mark, right? Like they were they were pretty darn good and then um the new year came and they kind of it, their talent catches up with you yeah. they uh, i could because of the exact same argument i just made for charlotte because like because i'm caping for the freaking hornets then it's like yeah <laughs> they could be better than the hornets that's easy, easy. <laughs> they could be better than atlanta um i, I think I, I think you could you know they're probably not just top end talent at the same level as toronto but you know, at some point Toronto's got to put it together for us to buy back in. So like, yeah, I, I think I, I, I am less sold, but I, but I, I can, I see the vision. 56 games from Halliburton last year. And yeah, their front court depth is one of their big issues. I, I listened to the, the preview, the fantasy preview with Josh Lloyd and Tony East and Tony East was like, yeah, you know, Daniels high should probably be the backup, but they're probably going to start. They're probably going to play Isaiah Jackson and Jalen Smith as the backup center. I was like, ah, that's a decision for a team that is thinks that they're more than a year away than one that, that wants to win right now. And so I may be a little bit too early on them right now, but I just think that they're going to take that next step. They've got so much talent across the board. And uh, is this the year they finally trade miles Turner? 
No, they can't. They got to win. They got to win. We want them to win. I, I know, but is this the year that they finally do it after all this, that they trade Miles Turner and they do kind of take a cycle and, and, and spend a year out? I think um, that's at least looming. The same way that like the Hornets bailing on all their adults could be a thing that happens <laughs> because sometimes you just, you'd rather go the other direction. If they do, if they do trade him, send him home. He wears the cowboy hat. He wants, you know, that's he true. wants to be here. We've got Lego stores here. Miles Turner. I, I was going to ask about, do you have, what's your Lego access? We've got Lego stores. We've got one at North Park. We've got one at the Galleria, like we've we've got Lego stores ready. All right, well, all right, come on. Home. I think there's one at the airport. I think there's one at DFW. So when you land, I will I'll take you to Nowitzki's, which is the new restaurant at the airport, Miles Turner, and then I'll take you to the Lego store. He probably flies into Love, dude. It's closer to downtown. Um, <laughs> He's probably got everything at the Lego store anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I got one on the other side, the other side of the bracket, bouncing back to the West, but not mm. very, not particularly far West. Talk about the birds. The Pelicans Ooh. are making the playoffs. Ooh. They were everybody's sweetheart last year. They were everybody's sweetheart. The nerds. And I say that like collectively to talk about like John Hollinger and Seth Partnow, but um, <laughs> <laughs> really smart people who've worked for NBA front offices, like people who do this, um, it, those types of folks projected them if they were healthy and that if is so big to be like a top three or four team in the West. And there was a time when they were the number one team in the West prior to the new year, they were like rolling early in the season. Zion never comes back. Um, They have that stretch where they lose 12 games in a row or whatever it was, and it just got out of hand, and they could never get all the way back. And then they lose a play in game to OKC and see you later. I mean, it's it, it, the the playing tournament's fun because you get single elimination games. I don't think they got a lot better, right? Like, it's it's not like they added, it's not like you could point to their roster this year and be like, well, here here it is. Cody Zeller. Yeah, like (laughs) this is why it's gonna work because they got big handsome Cody Zeller, or like you know, Jordan Hawkins from from UConn is gonna be the guy that like really puts them over the top. The key for them is is in my mind, two things. One, Zion Williamson plays 58 games. That's I'm not even I don't even need people say 65. He's not even qualified for an awards at that for awards at that point. He's just yeah, he could take the extra two weeks, baby. Uh, I 58 games. You get 60 games from Zion-ish, just shy of 60 games from Zion. And Trey Murphy continues his ascension because he's the guy that puts them into another realm. He's 6'10 and can shoot it. He's a really good athlete. Like, you have him and Herb Jones and Brandon Ingram. You are so big and long on on defense. You can cover up for a lot of your struggles on that end. And then you just have shot makers, B.I., CJ, if Zion plays, he's a freaky deaky shack dunk machine. Um, JV's still hanging around and can score a little bit if they want to stay big. So, uh, like, they have the talent to be a team that is a top half of the West team. Does it fit? Does it stay healthy? I don't know, but I think they're a playoff team. Yeah, I'm with you. This is one of my teams that I was going to pick as well. You also only got 45. The, the way that they improve, like you said, like, oh, how did they take a step up? You get like, I don't know, 30 more games from Zion, like you said, if he plays to 58. And then you probably get like 35 more games from Brandon Ingram, too. He only played right, 40, right. 49, 45 games last year. And uh, even though he's still trying to figure out, like he's having an existential crisis for Team USA right now, like he'll come back and maybe have him be super motivated on his own team. Like, hey, I'm the guy. I wasn't the guy on Team USA, but maybe I'm the guy here. And yeah, they've, they've got some young talent to take a step forward. Can Jose Alvarado take another step forward? Herb Jones, those guys are both 24, 25. 
Like, can they take a step? Do they get anything from Jordan Hawkins, their rookie? Like, they don't really need anything, but they're 10 deep. Like, they're they're 10 deep, which goes a long way in the regular season. I mean, at times, one of the reasons why the Mavericks didn't make it to the playoffs last year is we're looking down the roster and going, okay, we're like seven deep today. <laughs> where, yeah. where are the other minutes coming from at this point? Yeah, and, 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 and the Pelicans and always 40, have that answer. Yeah, I, I think, like, what we've learned from, from sort of the way the modern NBA works is you probably need 12 guys who can contribute during the regular season yeah. one way or another, um, 12, 12 people who are non-negatives. They don't need to be good, but they need to be, like, not black hole negatives, like super, super negative. And then you need seven good dudes who can play in the playoffs. They're two different sports, but you do need the 12 to get to the part where you only need seven. And I I think New Orleans has that. And then we'll see what their top end talent looks like in the playoffs. Coming up, let's play Count It Up, up. where we count all the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, including Evan Turner thinks he's got the script for the NBA or had one at one point. Anthony Edwards says something that he really didn't say. We'll talk about all that and more coming up. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Locked On NBA. Being part of the show, being an everyday or subscribe or follow for free, we've got a daily Locked On NBA show that covers your favorite team. I host the Mavericks show. Mike Richmond hosts the uh, soon-to-be Dame Farewell Locked On Blazers. You can check out that one. There's a link in the description wherever you're listening or watching this to find the show that covers your team every day. Go check it out. And now we're going to play Count It Up. Count It Up. Count It Up. Count It Up. On Gilbert Arenas' podcast, Evan Turner was telling a story about how he was on the Sixers with Iguodala and Drew Holiday, if you remember this team from a while ago. It was like his second year in the league or something like that, rookie year maybe. And they're about to play the Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen Celtics in a game seven in the playoffs. I think it was the conference semifinals. They're about to be in the you know the conference finals and play LeBron, Wade, Bosh, and the Heatles that year. And Evan Turner's getting all excited for this game seven. He's like getting hyped up. And he said, Elton Brand looked at him and said, you know, we're going to have to win this game by 15 in order to win this game by one. Right. And Evan Turner was like, wait, what, what are you talking about? Do you really think the NBA wants to see us versus LeBron in the heat? And Elton Brand said to Evan Turner, would you watch that game? And he said, no, probably not. Would you watch Celtics in heat? And he's like, yeah, I probably would. So my question is, do you believe E.T. that this actually happened and the players talk about this? And then what's the actual curve if you believe that this happens? What's the actual curve for playoff teams like this? I think it's true um, in general. I think they're you, just playing at home, you tend to get better a better whistle. I don't know if that's like statistically true. Uh, nerds, hit me up. <laughs> uh, but like... <laughs> We've called them out, and now we're requesting their aid. Uh, hey, Kevin Pelton. <laughs> Gondor calls for aid. <laughs> Kevin Pelton, could you text me and tell me if this is true? Um, <laughs> but no, I, I think there is some truth to it, but I bet it's like to win by one, you got to win by six or something. Like it's like three. That's buckets. the curve. It's not 15, it's six. Yeah, it's like six. Um, you know, that 2000. I think it was the 2011 playoffs is the first year of LeBron and LeBron. Uh, what happened that year with them? Do they, do they win the championship? I don't recall. I think, um, I think a one, I think a one legged man took him over. <laughs> uh, but like JJ Barea locked down LeBron. That was a, that was a, a pretty good, um, that was a pretty good Celtics is, team, right? This was 2012, by the way. It was 2012. Yeah, it was. Okay. So that, so LeBron did win the championship. Sorry yeah. to Kevin Durant and James Harden. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like you know, the Celtics are two years removed from playing in the finals. Like they were, they they were. In, so this is a pretty darn good team. You're on the road. Like just naturally, you are you you might get worse calls. 
the Celtics are better than them. So like, in, in some ways, I feel like the the Elton Brand thing is like more motivational than factual, but it makes for it makes for a good story. It Do you abs- believe it? It absolutely does. I, I believe it in in this sense. I don't think it's a the NBA has it out to get us. Now, I do think that has happened. I mean, the Eric Reed story, the Eric Lewis story, the Eric Reed, the Eric Lewis story this week of the you know him retiring because of the tweets and refs, like this weird ref stuff. The Donaghy story, that you know that that whole thing. The Mavericks should have won another title in two thousand six because of it, and. I think that happens. But I think if you're playing a Celtics team like that, you're playing a veteran team that's been there before, played a ton of playoff games. Like, I think in that sense, you're the Sixers. You have a 28-year-old Iguodala that had been an all-star. And like he's you know in his prime, but not like a vet vet. Drew Holiday is 21. Thad Young was 23 on that team. Evan Turner was 23 on that team. Lou Williams, 25. Spencer Hawes, 23. Jody Meeks, 24. Uh, and like those are the, te- the players that played. Nick Vucevic was 21 on this team. Like this was a young, young team. And I think in that sense, if you're playing against a veteran team like that, you've just got to curve against you because they're so much re- more ready for this moment, know what's coming and all that. And so I believe it in that sense. Cause Elton Brand was 32. He was the old guy on this team. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, I just looked at the box score from game seven. The Philadelphia yeah. 76ers were called for 23 fouls. The Boston Celtics were called for 22. Uh, Philadelphia it's not, took it's not about the fouls. It's about the quality. Uh, Philly took 20 free throws. Boston took 22. This is not a Dwayne Wade free throw party situation from 2006. I think this is just, um, you know, this is just a thing that happens when you play against a team that's that good. Also, shout out to Keon Dooling and Greg Stiesma, who both played (laughs) in this game. Uh what a what a wild like snapback in history. Like Vooch is on the bench, just a 21 year old Vooch just watching this game on the bench on that team. And uh, yeah, so they so Lavoy Allen could play. That's pretty sick. I, I... <laughs> Jody Meeks hanging out. Uh, all right, Joe Varden of the Athletic reported that Anthony Edwards admits he wasn't cool with Steve Kerr trying to bring him off the bench. He said, "quote He said Dwayne Wade come off the bench when Kobe played." I was like, "All right, we don't have a Kobe," which is an incredible quote that everybody ran with, and we were all excited about Anthony Edwards because he has this rise right now. Everybody's really high on Anthony Edwards. And Anthony Edwards on Instagram came out and said, y'all losers beat it. I ain't even say that comment to Steve Kerr. That's my dog. I hate y'all. My question is, do you believe that Anthony Edwards never said this? No, I bet he said it. I bet he said it. (laughs) (laughs) Anthony Edwards... Anthony Edwards is the the Mindy Kaling's character uh, from The Office where she goes, how am I supposed to keep track of what I say? I spend all day talking. I think I tweeted it. Like... Just all the time talking. All the, how could he possibly know all the things that he says about himself? Yeah, uh, a classic quote from a friend of mine growing up is, "Why even speak if you're not going to wildly exaggerate?" I mean, so like, <laughs> it's, it's it's just it's true. It's something oh. I, I've long lived by. You know, um, yeah, I bet he said it. Some of the stuff is like depends on the you know you've you've been in these settings it's like if you if you get a guy talking one-on-one and you get something really good sometimes you're just like okay i'm gonna circle that but you're not gonna like sick it like it would be in a in a press conference setting where it's like okay yeah following up on the Dwayne wade kobe bryant comments yeah and like then it becomes (laughs) a whole thing and it's like so it depends on maybe the setting if this was like joe varden just gets him off to the side and he says something and then it's like oh yeah that's more like in a in a one on one conversation, that's not that offensive. We don't have a Kobe. Is not that offensive. No, but like, you know, like they don't. Well, for, who who is it offensive to? Like Brunson, 
Miles Bridges. Uh, yeah. Well, Cam Johnson was the one that was starting ahead of him. So, is it, I mean, it's I guess it's offensive to Cam Johnson, your guy. Yeah, I mean, he's my guy. I, I do really like him. Uh, congrats on the payday, Cam. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it, it, no one on the team thinks they're Kobe. Other, Like, the person who thinks they're Kobe is, is Anthony Edwards, right? Yeah. So, it's like, yeah, I, I, I bet he said it. Um, Joe Varden's <laughs> been in, in the game a while. Um, I bet he wouldn't make up a, quote, whole cloth. Um, also, seems, it, seems it, unlikely. <laughs> the whole like, he wouldn't make up the whole quote just, just some yeah. quote. I don't even I didn't even see this as an anti Steve Kerr quote from Anthony Edwards. It's just like it was a pro Anthony Edwards quote from from Anthony Edwards, whether it was real or I'm, not. So I'm the best player. I should play, That's and it. he certainly looks like it. I mean, he struggled a little bit, but he's, he's for the most part he um, is. He's just he's their best player. France was eliminated from the FIBA World Cup in the first round this week, losing to Canada and Latvia without Chris Porzingis. Rudy Gobert had. Eight points, nine rebounds, one block, and was minus 17 against Canada. He had 9.7 rebounds, three steals, and two blocks. He was minus five against Latvia. My question is, how much do you hold this against Rudy Gobert as a player? I don't know. Not that much. When, At all, like, he's the best player on the team. When can you, what are you good? What's Rudy Gobert going to do? He hasn't, he hasn't made a post move in 10 years. Never. What's he going to do? They're going to throw it into Rudy in the post. Like, hey dog, save us. At some point, Evan Fournier, who's been a absolute G in FIBA has to be <laughs> that guy. Like that, that's, um, Rudy deserves criticism. He is like, he's like Rudy Gobert's gonna make the hall of fame. Um, yeah. Like it's, he's pretty much a, a deadlock to make the hall, the, the hall of fame. Which is wild. Um, uh, but he is he he is a really limited on offense. What was he gonna do? He didn't shoot enough because he doesn't have that in his game. It's not in the bag. So somebody's gonna have to bail him out. Nicholas Batum, you're gonna have to bail him out. Uh, like Nada Decolo, you're gonna you you go into these games knowing that Rudy's not gonna do it. Um, Wemby's gonna show up next summer. That's how it's going to work. And Embiid. So, and Embiid's going to show up with them too. Right? And and they're going to win the Olympics in Paris in 2024. But wow. I think um, they aren't. But like, because the Team USA is going to like bring out all the NBA stars to win it. That's what they do. That's how the Olympic cycle. Especially since it's in Paris. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like, I'll, it's like, I'll, I'll spend a summer there. Oh, July in Paris? Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll do that. It's like, I'm already there for Fashion Week. Um, so... <laughs> I, I think I think Rudy Gobert deserves criticism in the way that he always deserves criticism. He hasn't <laughs> been good on offense at any point other than when he has gravity as a pick and roll player, but you need someone else to finish the job. My qu- my other question to you is what about the screen assists? What about him? What about him? <laughs> are we allowed to stop? He's not anymore. on the Jazz anymore. Do we still have are we still contractually Nobody's obligated to talk about those, them? Nobody's tracking those screen assists anymore, and maybe that's the problem. Maybe if they got out there in Minnesota and they started tracking those screen assists and say that Rudy Gobert had a quadruple double, one of the great, <laughs> one of the, one of the great moments in locked on history, a triple, a quadruple double with screen assists or whatever it was. Run it up, count that up. That nerds, double nerds, get the calculators out. Count the screen assists. It's the only yeah. way Rudy Gobert will be redeemed. I, I feel like I could throw David Locke in the nerds pile. He's he's oh he's for sure. He, he's every day he starts his show saying geeky numbers. That's it's it's yeah. A, I mean he adjacent. invented a stat. He invented a stat. Like I he mean did. he's got sure. the offensive uh, points added or whatever it might he's be. He got more yeah. spreadsheets than I'll ever know what to do with. There you go. I mean he's he's so 
No, I don't. I don't blame Rudy Gobert any more than I did before. Do you blame Rudy Gobert for this? Yeah, you have to blame him a little bit. He's the best player on the team at some point, but like then it it's, it comes back to how flawed of a player he is because you right. can't do anything with him on offense. Like the, the announcers in some of the games that I was watching, like the the Canada game, even you know, in others, are like. You got to get Rudy the ball. I'm surprised he hasn't shot the ball more. And you're like, what? What? Are, what do you want him to do? Like, what move do, do you expect what? him to do? To like, do what? Tell him to go post up Kelly Olynyk. What the is he gonna do? What's Fran- he gonna do when he gets the ball? Francis, like, we hope Rudy Gobert catches the ball when we give when we, <laughs> when we give it to him and send it to him. Like, that's the part that we're at with Rudy Gobert, and he didn't really have like a pick and roll type thing. Like, I always wonder what it would look like if the Mavs caved and like traded for him, and like the the. Wolves didn't give up a huge thing and it, they ended up just going to the Mavs for whatever that, that off season. And I wonder what he would look like with just a really, really good pick and roll partner like that. Cause with Mike Conley, probably, he, probably very, very good, but he didn't have that and they lose. And now they're out in the first round, which is wild. Cause like <laughs> other teams, they had a, they had a tough group, but still you lose to Latvia like that. And uh Yeah. Nick, then you have the Nick Batum quote where he says, I'm embarrassed to go outside. I'm afraid to go home. Like, I'm, afraid to, I'm afraid to go home, which sucks. Uh, there you go. Let us know in the comment section what surprise teams or which teams you think will make it into the playoffs that didn't last year. Go listen to Lockdown Blazers. Listen to Lockdown Mavs. You can check the link in the description for all those shows and all that. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown NBA. Boom.